1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Hog Hoops Live, the sister show to Hog Sports Live, hosted by Curtis Wilkerson, who has just a strong basketball knowledge. He's our Razorback basketball and recruiting analyst. He's from Macquarie, Arkansas, so you know he knows the Hogs inside out. He's a former NAIA player, NAIA coach, and NAIA administrator, also formerly with Busting Brackets, and with uh, Prep Hoops. So he's been with us for about half a year, does a fantastic job, and is going to do a great job on this podcast. So be sure to look out for Hog Hoops Live streaming weekly on Facebook Live. You can also catch the show on YouTube and anywhere you get podcasts. Curtis, take it away, my friend. Welcome in, everybody, to the debut episode of Hog Hoops Live. I am your host, Curtis Wilkerson. By the way, big shout-out to Trey Biddy for the introduction and the kind words there. Really appreciate it. You know, we are so, so excited to be able to launch this show. You know, you just kind of have the feeling right now that Arkansas basketball is on the verge of doing some great things, kind of maybe getting back to those glory days of the early to mid-'90s, we want to be able to provide the best coverage possible for you guys when that happens. Uh, typically, we'll plan to run this show on a weekly basis, usually on Thursdays. It kind of gives us an opportunity to recap the midweek games and then preview the games coming up on the weekend. We'll mix and match a little bit for the next few weeks here while football season kind of wraps itself up. Uh, but at any rate, you know we're, we'll talk about that stuff a little bit later. Sorry, had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. <laughs> but we'll plan to run this show on Wednesday. It's going to be exciting. Uh, if you get a chance here, throw your questions, comments in the, in the comments section. I'll try to get towards, to those towards the end of the show. Uh, once again, welcome in to Hog Hoops Live. okay some important stuff real quick before we really dive deep into this Razorback basketball team you know this is a brand new show we wanna get it out there for everyone to be able to tag along and follow Uh, please help us spread the word with this you know uh, send a group text to your buddies right now tell them they can join us on Facebook live you know, plug in the headphones at work it's Friday the boss isn't gonna care go ahead hop on give us a listen Uh, you can subscribe to our Facebook page here if you haven't already I don't I don't know what you are waiting for what do you have to lose Uh, we are gonna have our hog hoops live YouTube page Uh, so look that up subscribe Uh, that's where all these video downloads are gonna go when we finish up And if you're a podcast person I know I am when I go on runs and things like that I like to listen to all the latest latest Razorback news and updates Uh, so if you can hop on Apple Spotify stitcher you can find us in all those places Throw us a like, a thumbs up, a five-star rate and review. Any of those things really help us generate traffic for the show that we want to get out there uh, and, and really extend our reach. So appreciate the support on that. Let me get this out of the way. Trey, uh, Trey says it kind of makes him look like he's a NASCAR driver with all the logos and things like that. So let me see if I can. There we go. All right. We're rolling. Let's let's get into this. Let's talk about some Arkansas basketball. The Hogs are off to a 3-0 start you got to be happy with that. I mean, it, it hasn't been pretty along the way, but in all honesty, we should be pretty thankful. I mean, if you take a look around the country right now at some of these teams who have been playing mid-major, strong mid-major programs, just like Arkansas has, uh, a lot of teams have been taking some early losses. You think about Virginia, a team that was pegged as kind of a Final Four contender early on in the season. They They lost to San Francisco, a team that was ranked you know, in the 180s in Kempom. You think about some teams across the SEC, you know, Auburn has gotten off to some early struggles. They played some tough games, but took a loss to UCF, probably a game you'd expect them to win. Uh, South Carolina and Mississippi State both lost to a Liberty team who did win 30 games last season, but they lost four out of five starters. and, And that's just a game that an SEC team you would think would win early on. So, uh, a few of those teams have been taking some bumps early, and, and that's to be expected in kind of what's been a wild 2020, obviously. Arkansas hasn't so far, okay? So while there's some definitely some things that they need to work on, they are sitting at 3-0. I want to recap these games that they played. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because some of those happened about a week ago. Uh, but, but just to get up to speed, you know, obviously opened up the season last Wednesday against Mississippi Valley State. Uh, went up uh, you know, early and, and often they, they got a big lead there. Won the game 142 to 62. I mean, that's a that's an 80 point win right there. So uh, very impressive performance. You know, they, they shot the lights out, made 23 pointers, uh, which was very impressive. And I think that was second all time for an Arkansas team. The 142 points was second all time. The most points they've scored in an opener. So really a good way to open things up. You know, we all got really excited about that, but hey, Mississippi Valley states, poor guys, they're not very good, okay? Uh, respect what they're doing as a, as a program. You got to play those games and, and get up against the best competition and things like that. Uh, but you kind of feel bad for them. I mean, they took a tough loss to Arkansas on Wednesday the night before Thanksgiving, right? So then you go from there, uh, wake up on Thanksgiving morning and hop on a bus and drive down to North Texas. North Texas beat them by 56. Get a night of sleep, get back up uh, Friday morning, and then hop on a bus and go to Wyoming, all the way to Wyoming on the bus, as I understand it, and and lost by 40 of those guys. So I feel bad for Mississippi Valley State. New coach over there in his second year trying to turn the program around. So good luck to them moving forward. Uh, Moved on from there, got through Thanksgiving, ran off some of the turkey legs, uh, and then hopped on against uh, the University of North Texas. Now, North Texas... That's a program that is, is pretty good. Okay, They won Conference USA last season, uh, which was impressive. They returned most of their guys, including preseason player of the, week, the year, Javion Hamlet. Uh, so that was a tough test for Arkansas, kind of a, a grinder in that game. You know where, where Arkansas lacked defensively against Mississippi Valley State, they did really well, I think, at least, against North Texas. Limited them from the three-point line, held them to 54 points. Uh, And and you won that game by 15. And then, uh, obviously, UT Arlington the other night. You know, I'd say Arkansas, I I felt like probably for 30 to 32 minutes, uh, they probably played some of their best basketball of the year. The last eight minutes was rough. Okay, It was a stretch that Musselman wasn't very happy about, obviously. Uh, I think they, they only made one shot over the course of the last eight or nine minutes really had a chance to to put that game the game was already put away I mean they were up by as much as 21 but you had a chance to stretch that out and and win really comfortably and it, it just kind of left a sour taste in your mouth uh, the way they were they were weren't really executing down the stretch the way you would expect them to uh, but it's gonna take some time okay it, it's not uh, an overnight process okay and if you look at this non-conference schedule when it was released a lot of people were thinking okay, Uh, where are the big names why aren't we playing these big power five schools where are the top 25 matchups what's going on here it seemed a little bit light okay and and part of that is due to the pandemic right and and coach Musselman talked about the importance of trying to schedule regionally and make sure that the Arkansas Razorbacks got uh, teams that could maybe avoid hopping on a plane and bus to Bud Walton Arena they wanted to get as many home games as they possibly could when they traveled they wanted to be able to go by bus. They take two trips over to Oklahoma in the non-conference slate. So that's some of it, but it's, it's light for a reason. Okay. This, this isn't necessarily a coincidence. Do you think that with all the connections Eric Musselman has that Arkansas couldn't have found their way into some of those high profile early season tournaments? I mean, come on, they, they could have. All right. At the end of the day, he knows that, you know, the potential of this team is high. I mean, you can tell the, the talent, the depth, the size, all the things that we've talked about all summer, uh, it's real. It's there, okay? They just got to get all the pieces gelled and clicking and fitting together a little bit better. And, you know, at the end of the day, the goal here is to have that going on and, and being firing on on all cylinders really by SEC play, right, at the end of December. So what that does is it gives you eight games to tinker with a bunch of lineups. And we'll we'll talk about the lineups, okay, because I – Listen, if if you're not subscribed to hogsports.com, I would say do it just for the fact that you want to be able to get on the Razor's Edge message board and get in on these debates that we have on a daily basis about the starting lineup and the rotations and who should play and who shouldn't. I mean, it's it's a daily thing and it's a lot of fun. Uh, But at any rate, this gives him time to work on those things and try to figure out. Uh, the roles for all these guys and, and it's not just muscle men and the coaching staff trying to figure out that out for the players it's the players trying to get comfortable themselves you have so many new guys their roles are just gonna be different than they sh- than they've been in the past you know whether that's coming from you know being the man in high school or transferring from a smaller school uh, whatever it may be those things change and it's gonna be something that evolves all right <laughs> Let's let's talk about one thing for a minute. Uh, you know, we hear often, well, why is why is Musselman so stuck in his ways about playing seven guys? I wish he would go deeper. We we have all this talent. We have eleven guys that can play, and that's true. Okay, and, and you just have to understand that that's his philosophy, right? Eric Musselman is not Mike Anderson. Okay? and and that's that's not being harsh towards Mike or or Coach Muss. I love both of those guys. They're great coaches. It's just a difference. In philosophies really you know Musselman's not gonna be the guy that runs out ten players every night and goes five in five out it's just not his thing hey okay? he's going to rely on analytics and he's gonna lean heavily on his starters because if you have your best five players on the floor um, chances are that's gonna give you the best shot to win right he typically is a guy that goes comfortably about seven deep and he'll mix in an eighth or a ninth based on matchups He's going to adapt his rotations and his minutes to the game plan, right? With Coach Anderson, he wasn't changing for anybody. Okay? Arkansas is going to play their style. They're going to do their thing, and the opponents just have to deal with it. Okay? muscleman is a guy that's so prepared. Uh, you know, if you, if you hear some of the guys talk about the scouting reports and the note cards that they have posted up throughout practice and the creative things they do to kind of – Drilled into the players' heads. Hey, this is the key player. Hey, this is the key look. Uh, you know, this coaching staff is very big on being as prepared as you can possibly be going into a game. Um, and so it's just a little bit of a, of a difference in philosophy. You know, Coach Muslim is not going to call timeouts. All right. And, and I know that's something that people have questioned in the past. Like, man, we just gave up a, an 8-0 run or a 10-0 run here, what's going on? It's just not his thing, okay? He likes to put trust in his players, likes to let them figure things out. His philosophy is they're gonna be prepared coming into the game and, and they just have to execute. So, uh, you know, little things like that, yes, he's, you know, we saw it a little bit Wednesday night, they might take the air out of the ball uh, if they have a lead in the final minutes and, and just kind of slow things down and grind it out. And hey, that can be ugly at times, but it's it's effective and it's and it's proven through the analytics to work. Sorry about the rant. I, I I meant to talk about the rotations. I got carried away there. Let's let's get into these lineups and the rotations. Okay. So, you know, one of the big debates coming into the year is, well, what are we going to have here in terms of a starting lineup? Right? A lot of it was, you know, what do we do with Desi Sills if if we're Coach Musselman? He was so good coming off the bench at the end of the year last year. Do we use him as that super sub? Maybe do we start him because he is one of the only returners on the team? Maybe. Well, it turns out they did. Okay, and really, four of the five starters have remained pretty consistent. You've got Jalen Tate. Typically, he's going to be your starter at the point guard. Desi has found his way there on the wing. Moses Moody, uh, the true freshman. We'll we'll talk a lot about him. And then Justin Smith, the grad transfer from Indiana. So those four guys have been cemented in pretty good. Uh, you do have. Vance Jackson and Connor Vanover that have flip-flopped a little bit. So Vance Jackson got the start in the first game. Vanover, who's really proven his his worth to the team, has got the start the last two nights. So uh, kind of what you're looking at from a starting lineup perspective. And then the next big question was, okay, well, Arkansas has all this talent. How many of these guys are they going to use, right? Well, uh, so far it looks like J.D. Notay is pretty locked in as that six-man Uh, can come in and and give you some scoring punch off the bench. I I think it was kind of probably between him and Desi in terms of who would get that starting spot at the two guard. Uh, And then whoever doesn't start between, you know, Vance Jackson and Connor Van Orte, that's kind of your top seven right now. Musselman's gone a little bit deeper than maybe he normally would again because he he has that luxury so far uh, in these games that they've had under control to be able to go a little bit deeper and let some guys – you know, get their feet wet, work some things out. And it looks like KK Robinson and Jalen Williams, you know, another pair of guys from that talented freshman class have kind of emerged as the number eight and number nine uh, options on the team. Now that could mean neither one of them play in a given game or, or both of them. Maybe one gets more run than the other. You know, you, you've seen those things kind of vary over the first three games and it's really going to be matchup dependent. You know, I, I think this is going to be something that, uh, continues to evolve throughout the year as guys figure out their roles. Okay.
1: Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild, conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: I do want to pull up the stats real quick and just talk about some of these guys, you know, and how they're doing. There's so many new faces. Maybe we need to run through them a little bit. You're right there at at the very top of the stat sheet there. I mean, you have Moses Moody, true freshman. Coming in through three games, he's averaging 17 points per game. He's leading the team. Um, And and he was the most heralded recruit coming out of that class. But, I mean, really, if you look at his numbers, it's so impressive what he's doing right now because he's leading the team in scoring. But he's not even really playing particularly well up to his standards as a shooter. Okay, Look at, he's 4 of 13 from the three-point line, 30.8%. I think we could probably agree that he's a better three-point shooter than that. Um, 36% from the field, you know, 12 of 33 field goals. He's one of those guys that, uh, has probably left some points off the board, missing some easy layups and things like that. Um, but man, 17 points per game so far, and he's not even hitting his shots yet. Uh, makes you wonder what he's capable of. You know, I I think Moody, another question about this team was who's going to develop into that go-to guy when Arkansas needs a bucket, who's going to have the ball in their hands? It's hard to argue with what Moses Moody's doing right now. Justin Smith coming in again, the Indiana grad transfer, averaging 14 points per game. Uh, he's, he's really done a nice job for Arkansas. You know, 6'7, very athletic. Everybody's talked about that 48 inch vertical that he has, and, and he's put it on display. I mean, he's averaging 6.3 rebounds as well. The, the biggest thing about him, uh, really important piece to the team defensively, uh, can guard multiple positions. And he's improved as a three-point shooter. Two of five on the young season from three. Uh, He was three for three in the red and white game. You can just tell, and and Coach Musselman's talked about, how he just looks more comfortable as a shooter out there, and and you like to see that. Connor Vanover, you got to love Connor Vanover, right? I mean, everybody was so excited to see him. He comes in and, wait, Arkansas has a seven-foot-three guy that's going to go out there and hang out on the perimeter and shoot threes. That's it's rare, okay? I don't I don't know that many guys that can do that. Uh, and he's done it quite well. I mean, he's 6 of 9 from 3 so far this season. Uh, when he gets his looks, I mean, he's cashing in. And what really impresses me about him, he's, he's just got so much going on with, with how long his arms are and things like that. He really gets his shot off pretty quick. And, and as much taller as he is than everybody else, uh, he doesn't have to have a lot of space. So that's been impressive. I think he's done a really nice job protecting the rim defensively. I mean, against North Texas, he had block after block after block. It was really impressive uh, to see him be a presence down there. Now, the thing with him, how many minutes is he going to be able to play? And he's one of those guys, you know, based on the matchups in the game, you don't really know how much you're going to be able to get out of him. so against Mississippi Valley State, he played about eight, I want to say about 18, 20 minutes. Uh, was in and out. Obviously, they played a lot of players in that game. Now, against North Texas, he played almost the whole game. North Texas ran a slowed down pace and it was a style that was a little bit more conducive to what he's able to do. Now, UT Arlington, he only played 12 minutes in that game. Now he scored 12 points in 12 minutes, which is about as efficient as you could possibly be. But uh, the reason, and, and Coach must talked about this, that he only played 12 minutes was because they kept dragging him out. On the perimeter defensively and getting him involved in the pick and roll and the ball screen and you know the one thing about Connor is he's he's not the fastest guy he doesn't move as well laterally uh, as you would expect for someone that size so they really have to figure out the best way to utilize him uh, defensively in those ball screens it's something they did a lot of research on over the summer uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out but that's gonna kind of dictate what we get out of Connor at least through the early goings until they find what works the best Desi's averaging in double figures. You know what you're going to get out of him. He's he's so scrappy. He plays so hard. Uh, gets to the rim and finishes. He's really done a nice job so far. He was off against U C Arlington, but uh, for the most part, he's been pretty consistent. Note, man, this guy's really interesting. Okay, you know, I, I think of of all the players on the team, in terms of being able to create offense and and create a shot, you know he's probably the best that they have. Uh, very, very shifty with the ball and, and a really talented offensive player. He's adjusting to coming off the bench. I mean, he was a starter, obviously, at Jacksonville, was you know the best player on the team and things like that. So he's adjusting to the new role. And, and I think you know part of what happened on Wednesday night against UT Arlington, he, he had a rough outing, um, didn't do too well in the first half, didn't play at all in the second half. And, and must talked about his, his shot selection and things like that. I think he's been hearing so much, like, "Hey, you know, you come in and give us instant offense off the bench. You come in and give us a spark. You come in and score it." Looked like he was forcing the issue a little bit and, and maybe taking some bad shots, but really, he needs to just play within himself because when he does, uh, he's a great passer and distributor. I, I think he leads. Let's see, does he lead the team in assists? He's one off the team lead in assists. He can get a little careless at times. I know that that drives people crazy. Uh, when he's shot hunting and things like that. But uh, I think he's going to be a really good player for the Hogs. Jalen Tate, obviously, uh, defensive minded guy. He was a defensive player of the year in the Horizon League. 6'6 six, six point guard, so you know he can really harass uh, the opposition's point guard. Usually he's going to have a length advantage. Uh, he's done a really nice job so far defensively for the Hogs. And he's starting to score it a little bit too. I think he's a better shooter from the outside, maybe than he got credit for coming in from Northern Kentucky. Uh, he's three of six so far on the year from three had 14 points in the UT Arlington game did some nice things so uh, good job there you know KK Robinson uh, just probably the fastest guy on the floor whenever he's in there uh, little little happy with his hands defensively we we noticed that against UT Arlington I think he only played 12 or 13 minutes and he fouled out so something needs to work on there but in terms of getting the ball and getting out and going uh, he's about as quick as they've got. Good shooter. Vance Jackson, this is an interesting one. You know, he was expected to be a guy that would really come in and be able to fill it up for Arkansas. I mean, 6'9", 238 pounds with the ability to step out and, and play on the perimeter and shoot it. Um, and he showed that off in the first game. Now he, he's he been scoreless uh, the last two games and, and that's when he's been coming off the bench. I don't know if that's something that affected him mentally. I I'd heard he wasn't feeling well maybe before the North Texas game, Uh, but then he followed that up. I mean, he got a good amount of minutes against UT Arlington, and, you know, his threes are just in and out. So I I think he's close. Maybe he'll be in line for a breakout on Saturday. And then lastly, Jalen Williams, uh, that rotation, I mean, uh, you know, fairly, I guess we could say local, but Fort Smith product, uh, 6'10". You know, he's really come in. And Impress that coaching staff they, they go on and on about how he's been vocal on the floor how he's doing all the little things uh, You know he got a good opportunity for some minutes against Mississippi Valley State did well uh, was just shy of a double-double actually Didn't get to play against North Texas again when Connor Vanover can play 35 minutes Where's where Jalen's minutes going to come from okay, so it's going to be a little bit of a balancing act well Connor couldn't play as much against UT Arlington on Wednesday, so Jalen did get some run, and, and he didn't he didn't do much by way of scoring, but, man, he came in and made an impact right away. Immediately, he comes in, he's grabbing rebounds, he takes two charges, he gets a big block. So all those little things are going to be really important for this team uh, and give him a little bit of a spark off the bench, and then as he settles in and gets more comfortable, the scoring is going to come because he is talented, uh, probably one of the better inside post players in terms of scoring and then he can step out there and shoot the ball and handle it a little bit on the perimeter as well so uh, nice player there okay let's talk about the good and and the bad a little bit through three games and and then we'll talk about this Lipscomb team a little bit you know the good so far is you know we talked about it one you're 3-0 and right and that's that's exactly where you want to be at this point in the season, you've been able to learn some lessons and be challenged in different ways, and and play some different styles, uh, without taking a loss. Okay, and, and you know I, I think that's that's beneficial. It's given the team confidence, and that's what you need early on. You know I I think you have to be very happy about the contributions that you've gotten from Moses Moody and Connor Vanover. I mean, uh, high expectations for Moody obviously coming in, but until you see him on the floor. You just don't really know, and he's really settled in. He doesn't look like a freshman out there. He's done a nice job, and then obviously we've talked about Connor. Uh, you know, other good rebounding. I can't believe I'm saying this about an Arkansas basketball team. They can rebound. It's It's been really impressive, actually. Um, obviously, they're not playing the biggest or, or most physical teams or most athletic teams just yet, but they're out rebounding their opponents by 14 a game so far, and that, that's exactly what you want to do, Right. They've been averaging 16 offensive rebounds per game. I guarantee you they didn't do that last year in in a single game, right? Uh, So you got to be really happy with the improvement on the glass. Obviously an area of emphasis for the coaching staff. I mean, you look at all the size and the length that they brought in. So far, that's really paying off. Um, Other good, you know, the, the full court pressure. Uh, I think that's looked really, really good. I love their press that they put on. You know, it's, it's generating a lot of turnovers. It's speeding teams up. It's getting them out of their comfort zone. And when you have the right guys in there, I think it's looked really good. So you have Connor Vanover kind of playing in that back line rim protector. Coach Musselman called him the goalie. And, you know, when, when they were really in it for long periods of time against North Texas, I mean, even when, even when they broke the press, I mean, he was either blocking the shot we altering it. It's just a huge bonus to this team. And no knock on Adriel Bailey because to be a six-six center and, and block shots and do the things that he did last year is really impressive. It's just different with a guy like Connor on that back line. And then I, I talked about Justin Smith being so important to that, and, and he really has done a nice job. He's the shadow guy in that press, and what that means is he's not really assigned a man to guard, right? So he's kind of roaming around and picking his spots where he can run and trap or maybe jump a pass and get a steal, and he's been really effective. He's a really smart player, and has done a good job there. Three-point shooting's been pretty good. Uh, you know, we knew this team would have a ton of perimeter options. Aside from the Mississippi Valley State game where they hit 20, they haven't been just lighting it up, but still overall through three games as a team, you're sitting at 39%. Uh, that's, that's good, okay, and you do have a ton of options, so having, you know, a four-man like Vance Jackson, a five like Connor Vanover that they can shoot the three it just spreads the defense out so much and it opens up the driving lanes for guys like Jalen Tate and Desi and people like that so having those threats across the floor is really important for this team I think it's been good so far even though uh, maybe they haven't shot as well as they wanted to the last couple games it's looked pretty good let's talk about the bad the the one that stands out right now and, and listen we had coach Muss on a, a press conference yesterday and uh, he wasn't real happy about it. And he's talked about it after the last couple games here, finishing, finishing around the rim, man, these guys have been leaving a lot of points off the board just from missing layups and shots close to the rim. Uh, took a look at, at the, the shot chart from the UT Arlington game. They were 11 of 28 on layups and shots around the rim. Now, that's not very good okay those are supposed to be high percentage shots right so you want to be finishing at a rate of 60 percent plus on those okay? and if, if they would or if they did against UT Arlington that's a that's a 25 30 point game in a lot of cases down the stretch they were getting the looks that they wanted they just weren't making those shots now that stuff around the rim you know some of it's just luck of the balance you see that early with some teams and you gotta remember Arkansas wasn't able to get the exhibition games or the close scrimmages that they normally would to kind of shake off some of that rust Uh, so that might be some of it and and those shots will start to roll in and fall for the guys no doubt about it Uh, some of it is just not going up strong Um, just guys are kind of bracing for that contact or expecting contact and they're altering their shot a little bit Uh, and and when you do things like that, you better hope you get to the foul line. Otherwise, it's going to affect your ability to convert the actual shot, right? So uh, I I do expect that to be an area that improves. I mean, Musselman was very adamant about that being an emphasis. I'm sure they watched a lot of film on it yesterday, and and I know they worked on it in practice, so we'll see how that goes from here on out. Uh, three-point defense now last year Arkansas was number one in the country at defending three-point line which is really really big for the team Uh, so far this year they've taken a little bit of a step back again just like with the offense trying to get things click and to click and trying to work on execution and things like that it's going to take a little bit of time Uh, but you know giving up 13 threes to Mississippi Valley State Not a great start. It looked like they had really bounced back against North Texas. They held them to 2 of 13 from 3. Every time those guys tried to get a shot off, they had a hand in their face, hand mirroring the ball, and that's what you want to see, right? And then against UT Arlington, um, I think UT Arlington went 7 of 19. Now, that's not lighting it up, but for a team that really uh, expects to be good in that area, something that you're going to want to improve on, no doubt, moving forward. And then bench production, uh, talked about it a little bit with the bench production. A little surprising to me. You know, I, I think that JD Note and Vance Jackson are, are really two of the most talented subs in the SEC, right? I mean, those guys they they should provide a huge boost off the bench to the second unit, uh, give you a little bit of that instant offense. They're just trying to find their way. Um, haven't been consistent yet. Now, you know, Jackson's had a big game, Note's had a couple of nice games, but they need to be relied on when they come in there to provide some scoring um, especially if you have foul trouble and things like that so something to work on there okay let's talk about Lipscomb for a minute got Lipscomb coming in Saturday at 5 p.m. at Bud Walton Arena the Lipscomb Bisons make sure you put that s on the end they're very adamant about it they are the Bisons okay Uh, these guys are a pretty good team to have a one and two record um, pick to win the Sun conference. I watched him play against Cincinnati. Who's perennially a team that makes the NCAA tournament the other day. And they were beating them for a majority of the game. Kind of ran out of gas there at the end. Uh, they do like to slow the pace a little bit. Uh, they really run their stuff well in the half court. Coach Musselman talked about their pinch post action and how that's a defending that's a key to the game. Now the pinch post is essentially, they, they've got a big guy, uh, about 6'8", 265. He's a load in there. He's the Atlantic Sun uh, preseason player of the year. And what they like to do with him is, is kind of drag him out of the, the post and the block around the rim, bring him up to the high post or the elbow and get the ball into him. And, and when they enter that pass, that's where the pinch post action comes in. And it's a series of different moves. I mean, he can turn and, and attack off the dribble or shoot that shot. He'll have an option for a handoff. Uh, he'll have backdoor cutters and things like that, so it's a lot of action that comes off of there. It's going to be really interesting to see how Arkansas defends that. You know, this guy uh, As- Asudula, I believe, is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, but you know, he scores it for him. He leads the team in rebounds. He leads the team in assists from the center position. Uh, so you can see how he could be a key to the game. We'll see how Musk disrupts that action. I mean, maybe. You might double down on that and, and just try to flush the ball out of his hands. You might deny uh, him getting the ball in there at all. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. They do have a couple really good guards uh, in, in Ferguson, who's a six-five wing, really good slasher. I think he's averaging about 15 points per game. Uh, and then Jones is a really good shooter, a guy who's 10 of 20 so far, so 50% from three. We'll definitely have to make sure that they don't lose him. Uh, Moving on from there, they might get a couple key pieces back. So uh, K.J. Johnson, one of their better ball handlers and players from last year, he averaged about a dozen for him. He's a guy that hasn't played in the first three games. It sounds like maybe a a quarantine kind of thing. I I don't know that for sure, but they thought they might have him back for the Cincinnati game. They didn't. So we'll, we'll see if he plays against Arkansas or not. I don't know how that would change the dynamic. And then Tommy Murr. So Tommy Murr, this guy is interesting. Uh, he's a true freshman coming in, so he hasn't played a, a game of college basketball, but you got a game plan for him. This is a guy that scored nearly 6,000 points in high school. Uh, Average 45 points per game as a junior and senior. Uh, small school, obviously, in, in Alabama, I believe. I, I don't care where you play. That's really impressive. So uh, we'll see if we see that guy or not. I'll be interested to see how the Hogs attack this one. I mean,. Uh, watched their game against Cincinnati they, they did lead for a long time for probably 30 plus minutes of that game and then Cincinnati really started speeding them up pressuring them and things like that um, and they didn't like that so and they ran out of gas they really fatigued there towards the end so it might be a good game for some of that full-court pressure we'll see you, you might attack that big man and try to get him in a little bit of foul trouble early they don't have a lot of depth behind them as far as size is concerned, so we'll see what they do there. Of course, you know after this game, Arkansas hits the road for the first time this season. They're, they'll head to Tulsa uh, to take on the Golden Hurricane. That is on Tuesday, December 8th, I believe it is. I think that, that tip is set for 6 o'clock. Uh, so that will be the first road test for this team, and, and Tulsa's good. You know, they're, they're a talented team to go on the road for the first time that'll be a really interesting one to watch I I hope to be able to go down there I I don't know what it looks like over there in terms of how many people they're they're letting in and and media credentials and things like that but I hope to be able to see it Um, so we'll see get into a little bit of recruiting here before we wrap things up today Uh, just want to go over the the class okay so early signing day was a few weeks ago Uh, And Arkansas has three additions that that I think they should be really excited about. Uh, One high school addition in this 2021 class, Chance Moore. So 6'5 wing out of Powder Springs, Georgia. He's a four-star prospect. Saw a little bit of a bump, actually, in his composite rankings. I think he's up to 81, 80 or 81 now, Uh, but certainly a top 100 prospect that they're excited about. This is a kid who started uh, when he was first into the rankings, you know, a couple years ago. This was a guy that was pushing five-star status, right? So um, kind of in that top 40, top 30 range. He's dealt with some injuries and things like that. Uh, he transferred to a different school, and, and so that kind of dropped him a little bit, but he's really off to a good start. He plays at McEachern, which is a really good program in Georgia. Uh, big physical frame for a kid that's gonna be coming in as a freshman. He can He can shoot it, he can get to the rim. Uh, Coach Musselman likes his size because he thinks he's the guy that's going to be able to switch and defend multiple positions, so good pick up there with Chance Moore. You have a junior college transfer, a Cole Wayne. so 6'10", about 205, 210 pounds, from Navarro College in Texas, and this guy is one of those versatile, long, hybrid forwards that, that you're seeing really become more and more prevalent in today's game, Uh, muskman really likes those guys so at at 610 he's somebody who can handle the ball on the perimeter he can shoot the three he's athletic excuse me so a good pickup there this was a guy who was actually originally committed to David Patrick who's the associate head coach now at Arkansas uh, when when coach Patrick was at UC Riverside Uh, so shortly after coach Patrick left UC Riverside and took the job with Arkansas uh, obviously You know, Mawine decommitted, and then a couple weeks later, he's a Razorback. So uh, really interesting prospect. I'm anxious to see how he develops over the course of the junior college season. He'll be joining the team. And then one more, it it wouldn't be Musselman if they didn't have someone from the transfer portal already, right? Uh, It seems like every single – well, he's admitted it. Every single guy that comes in that transfer portal, the goal for Arkansas is to be the first people to contact them. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to – Offer a scholarship or that they 100% want to have them, but they're going to feel them out and they're going to talk to them, engage their interests, and see what they're looking for and things like that. So, super active in that transfer portal, which is awesome. But uh, Kamani Johnson. And so, for any of you in the Little Rock area, you should be familiar with Kamani. So, a 6'7 forward, played for UALR the last couple of years, it was really good. I mean, he was an all Sun Belt caliber player, uh, averaged about 11 points, over six rebounds per game. Uh, One of those guys who really likes to do the dirty work around the room. I think Arkansas fans are really going to like this guy quite a bit uh, just because of his effort and the way he can get in there and get physical. I mean, 6'7", 215, pretty good frame. He's not going to be the biggest guy uh, in the post in the SEC, but he really gets after it inside. And he's a guy who gets to the free throw line all the time. He's really crafty at being able to get his defender in the air draw contact he'll be someone who can finish a lot of those and ones that you love and then he gets to the free throw line and converts so I think it'll be a really nice addition for the hogs they do have one scholarship still available it doesn't sound like uh, there's a lot of options left and from the high school ranks at least in that 2021 class so I would expect them to be very active in that transfer portal towards the end of the season to to fill that out and then I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It, it is one of those free years of eligibility, thanks COVID, I guess. But uh, you know, you have some seniors on this team, and in Justin Smith and Vance Jackson, Jalen Tate, uh, they they could have the option to return if they want to. Um, I don't know if any of them will. You know, a lot of those guys are older, and you know, probably want to start their professional careers, whether that's as you know <coughs> somebody who could be a draft pick or. Uh, even someone who might have a shot to play overseas you know a lot of those guys are anxious to get out and make some money so we'll see if any of those guys return but it will definitely be something that's interesting to follow okay how long have we gone here 41 minutes I was told that 42 minutes was the sweet spot so I think we're doing all right here let me see if I can find the comments Let's see if we have any questions here <clears throat> let's see John Ellison whoo pig suey I I love it all over it chase Hogan Jones Curtis always doing good work brother thank you I appreciate that thank you John Ellison Curtis is awesome you guys are you guys are pumping me up now I, I appreciate that I really do hey you know really living the dream right now I you know, grew up in McCrory Arkansas over over in eastern Arkansas and uh, obviously followed the Hogs very closely, you know, during my upbringing. We, we'd get out with the buddies in the backyard and, uh, you know, play the imaginary games and pretend we were the Razorbacks. And, and that was always exciting, you know, and then uh, basketball has always been something that's very important to me. So played the game, coached the game at the college level for several years, Have, have been lucky enough to be able to serve as a scout, write about it. And, and now here I am, you know, with Sports working with, with Trey and Danny, who are awesome the best in the business and it's really just living the dream so enjoy it and I really do appreciate the kind words let's see ready Michael says Curtis Curtis got his own show awesome yeah that's what I thought uh, you know to be perfectly honest with you we did kind of want to start this maybe right before the season but you know between the holidays and travel and things like that and then you know the setup and stuff that was involved we did decide to go ahead and push it back a week and then you know quite I, I, quite honestly uh, it's going to improve as we go along you know so uh, been working on you know some different issues with my computer and things like that so I uh, got most of that squared away but you know just like every team that goes to practice we're gonna get a little better and a little better every single day so you can look forward to that Case Selvin Jones says I love the ceiling our young team has agreed agreed I mean as these guys continue to gel like i said the talent is undeniable uh, those four freshmen really bring a lot of good things to the table you know the, the transfers the depth and everything you have going on there if things click you know and, and and people are so starved we want this team to get back to the national tournament right we want to get back to march madness that, that's where you feel like arkansas belongs this is a team that's capable of doing that if they put it together no doubt about it Gil McGarrity says, hey, Curtis Wilkinson, Gilbert, how's it going, man? It, actually, Gilbert's the uncle of one of my really, really close friends, and I used to used to spend some time over at his house hanging out. Glad you're on, man. Appreciate it. John Nelson, are we playing any non-conference tournaments? Unfortunately not. Not this year. Uh, we were scheduled to go to Las Vegas. Um, Razorbacks were supposed to play, I think, San Francisco and then maybe Louisville. Obviously, that's one that got canceled, and they, they weren't able to get into another one of those events. So, no preseason tournaments this year. Keith Bolger says, Can you develop young players with a short rotation? Y- you can. Um, a lot of that development is going to come through practice. And, and one thing that I'll say that I've noticed from being able to be at the games, and obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, we stick around after to finish our stories and things like that. But. Uh, After the games, the freshmen, the guys who aren't playing as much, they get full workouts in on the court with the coaching staff after the game. So they do work hard on the development, which is a good thing. And and I think as the year goes along, you never know, especially in a year like this, will someone be out or, or caught in contact tracing? Will there be an injury? Knock on wood. Hopefully not. But the opportunities are going to be there, and based on the matchup, those guys are going to get their time and get enough experience to where they're really ready to hit the ground running, hopefully once we get to conference play. Let's see, Sam Kerr. You got this, Curtis. Sports expanding to the next level. The future is bright. We think so. We think so. We're really proud of the, the hard work that we put in here, and uh, we hope that we're able to set the standard. And Like I said, we're just going to keep getting better every day and working a little bit harder. We're excited about it. Keith Baldur, hate it for Ethan Henderson, was playing tough at the end last year, loyal guy. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of run for Ethan so far, you know, and he did a great job stepping in and helping this team last year when they were just struggling so much with depth and uh, came in and gave him a boost. He's an athletic guy and a rebounder. The thing about Ethan right now is he's pretty limited in what he can do uh, in terms of he's going to, you know, rebound, be athletic around the rim, run the floor. But when you have other guys who are so versatile that can shoot it from the perimeter and things like that it's hard to find your role but you never know you never know what's gonna happen when he does get his chance hopefully he takes advantage of it Roman Burnside <laughs> this is that a baby Curtis Roman's my brother uh, my stepbrother happy to have you on man I appreciate it. I, I, I didn't uh, shoot you a text like I promised to tell you that I was gonna be on here so I'm glad you saw it appreciate it Um. Yeah, latest on recruiting, we touched on that 2021 class. I will say 2022, uh, you know, if we thought the 2020 class was good in terms of the in-state talent, 2022 is ridiculous. So they do have one commit already from Joseph Pinion, 6'6 wing, four-star prospect out of Moralton. Really good player that I'm really high on. I think he's a guy that's going to be very much a, a top 80, top 75 prospect by the time it's all said and done. So they do have a commitment from him. A number of other offers out from the in-state class. You've got Darian Ford, uh, 6'4", combo guard from Magnolia. Really just a a physical specimen for a guy that's a junior in high school. I mean, I think he's already pushing 200, 205 pounds. Really physical combo guard. Uh, Nick Smith might be the crown jewel of the class. I mean, 6'4", out of Sylvan Hills. Really, really crafty and gifted scorer. He is one spot away from getting five-star status. So he sits at number 26 overall in those rankings. Um, then you have Khalil Ware out of North Little Rock. So 6'11 center, he's made a huge climb. In the last rankings update, he jumped something like 60 some odd spots, which is really impressive uh, to do from one ranking to the next. He's one of those guys, you know, he'll remind you Kind of a mix between Jalen Williams and Connor Vanna. super long. He's a guy that can step out and shoot it a little bit, still developing that part of his game, but it's there. Uh, block shots, runs the floor pretty well at 6'11 at a young age. I mean, he, he might be able to continue to grow. So really good in-state class, and, and they're recruiting out-of-state too. I, I'd say one guy to keep an eye on is Ramel Lloyd out of California. So another four-star prospect, a 6'6 point guard. Arkansas has been all over him throughout the summer. They Zoomed with him earlier uh, this week, I guess it was. And you know, every time you get a chance to talk to Romel, he's really excited about what the Hogs have to offer. Obviously, has a ton of options. No rush on making a decision. Those guys have another year, but definitely a name worth keeping an eye on. Let's see. Okay. That's it. I think we did it, as Trey likes to say it. That was fun. Uh, listen you know once again just just want to remind everybody this is a new show so so please help us spread the word a little bit uh, let me find my how to watch here there we go boom there it is okay you got us here on Facebook live subscribe to the channel if you haven't already uh, YouTube hog hoops live hop on there we'll have this video posted hopefully shortly and then if you're the podcast type Apple podcast Spotify stitcher all those things appreciate it. Like I said, I'm going to try to do this weekly. Um, look for us sometime, maybe Wednesday, Thursday next week. Uh, it's been a pleasure again. It's Curtis Wilkerson with hog sports. Thanks for joining me today on the debut episode of hogs of hog hoops live.